Hello and welcome back to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm here with Derek, uh, maybe D.Y. He's just listening in for now, but we're super excited to do our official After the Whistle Sports NBA Draft Mock Draft. Uh, we're recording this the night before the NBA Draft, so hopefully this should be up probably the day of the draft, so we'll see how close we are with our picks. Um, let's just jump right into it with pick number one. And a lot of the talk this year has been about the fact that there isn't a real like number one player that stands out. There's the three, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paolo Moncaro, and it feels like a lot of people have various opinions about who is the best out of those three or who the Magic should, should select with that pick. What's, what's, what, what are your thoughts, Derek? Yeah, I mean, definitely have to agree. A lot of people have you know Jabari Smith mock going number one, but a ton of people think he isn't anything more than a role player or just a spot-up shooter. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to be desired going to the draft, but I think that, you know, there's a lot of options, obviously. So here's how I think we should do this. I think we should switch off each pick. Okay. Uh, we get to basically, like, pick the player um, at that spot, and then the other person can kind of, like, chirp in if they disagree, agree, give it a draft grade, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess since you are the, technically the guest on here, you get to pick for the Magic at the number one spot. Who are you selecting? All right, to be clear, it's like who we think they're going to yeah, select? Yeah. Or? This, is, this is a mock, so it's like who we okay. think they're going to select. It's like if we think the Kings are going to draft the wrong guy, well, like that's what we'll mock. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think, okay, first pick, Magic are going to take Jabari Smith. Um, I mean, everyone has a mock there. He seems to be a good fit. As just a shooter, they don't need someone that can sort of like create their own because they already have a lot of bodies there. So I think they're going to take Jabari Smith. Yeah, I mean, I'm listen. Like, I don't know if I've talked on this pod about Jabari Smith. I think we did a little bit during our college basketball um, run of podcasts there. But he's a good player, um, great three point shooter at six ten. Can really space the floor as, as like a power forward at the next level. I question his ability to defend. I question his ability to beat guys off the dribble. I question his ability to be anything more than a solid role player, which honestly, like, for the Magic, they just need, like, a good player on their team. Like, they need – I don't know if they really need a star, but they, they need, like, talent on the team. And so, like, Jabari Smith seems like a pretty safe pick. So if they draft him, which is, like, most likely going to happen according to all the uh, insiders and all, all the people who really know what they're talking about – I would probably give it like a draft grade of like a B, like a like I don't know. A B is probably solid for yeah, that pick. Yeah, sure. uh, But the number two pick, OKC. I'm pretty confident about this in the top ten. All signs point to them drafting Chet Holmgren. He fits the fact that OKC is not really ready to win now. It's a low pressure situation. Chet Holmgren is an absolute unicorn of a prospect. Uh, he's, he's seven feet tall. Can handle the ball. Can. Um, Basically, do everything you want in a player, but at a rail thin seven foot. So he can shoot the ball. Great defender. I mean, his his highest upside or like his most elite NBA trait right now is his defensive ability and his paint protection. So Yas, you want to chirp? I will this? chime in on that. Um, I agree with. You're gonna what say you're he's saying. too skinny, right? I am gonna say he's too skinny, and I'm also. Gonna I mean, say but that is fraudulent though. Like, when is a when is a super when is an NBA player failed because he's too skinny? I, I'm just going to say, how you say he is pain protection, but how is he possibly going to defend against a guy like... Because he can reach over the rim. Like, well, how is, what's he going to do when Zion Williamson is 
anywhere near him. That's, a, not that's gonna, a special case. Or LeBron James, or like these guys that are just, or KD. Like, how's he gonna guard KD, who's just more athletic than him? And he can't. I don't know. Like, he like can't Chet's size really, him up. Like Chet is like, athletic. He can't put a body on any of these guys because he's gonna break. But why not? He's literally gonna break. He's never had. He's, he's never hard. had a detrimental in injury. Dude, he's, he's like been playing high level basketball pounds. for three or four years. I, he he's been he's one ninety five by the way. He's but. playing high level basketball, but he hasn't played against like these are men now. I'm not talking listen, about like listen, boys. Listen. Like All I'm going sports. to say is if the only knock you have on Chet is his weight, like I don't. I, there hasn't been an NBA player who's failed just because of his but weight. Who's like, that's so never skinny. happened. Has anyone been this skinny? I mean, there's been players. Seven feet. There's been well, I mean, there's I mean, Sean Bradley was one of them, but I think he failed because. He was just not that good. I mean, I think a lot of the times, people with injury or, like, weight concerns, they always just put on weight in the NBA. I mean, you have, like, trainers, you have I, a staff designed yeah. to, like, make you put on weight. Like, Giannis. But for that players. reason, like, I think I, he does He does have some concerns compared to these other guys, which is why I think OKC is the perfect spot for him. I think he's the perfect spot because if his weight is the factor, OKC can afford. I mean, they have... Like, they can wait. They can afford. They can wait. They, <laughs> yeah, they can afford to him for him to be a buff. But if he t- if Chet turns out to be you know the best prospect in the draft, they look genius. And if he doesn't, it's no big deal. They've got six other. Yeah, picks. I mean, he, listen, he's a crazy prospect. I feel comfortable with, in, at least in our mock, if we're gonna try to predict what happens tomorrow night, I feel comfortable with the OKC Thunder. We'll draft him if yeah. I, I assume he's still there. If the Magic don't take him. So I'm curious, what do you think his offensive potential is? Because we didn't see a lot yeah. of him going like off the dribble yeah. like Gonzaga. He, he's never gonna be a number one option on offense. I don't think he's even going to be a number two. I just think he's going to be hit like his. If he's going to pan out, I think he's most likely option. He's a really good like elite level defender, and I think he could space the floor, run in transition, and kind of like fit in like fit into like a fluid offense. Like he isn't the offense, but he can definitely fit into whatever you want to run, like pick and roll, so like a three and D guy. But yeah, like a seven foot three and D guy. Yeah, and he can. I mean, he can shoot. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He can be like. A miss like he's one of those guys where teams are gonna love if they can utilize him correctly. They're gonna want him like, kind of going up against mismatches the entire time because he can run a pick and roll from both ways basically. Interesting. Let's say he pans out to be, whatever. Like, do you think that his ceiling, like, where's his ceiling, on offense? Again, I think his ceiling is probably like, like the NBA. Twi- twi- his ceiling. His ceiling. Well, compare it. Well, like, you can't compare him to anyone because he's like, there isn't anyone like him. Like, ever. Maybe, like... I think the closest is probably, like, Anthony Davis. Like, at the highest, like, the highest. It's, like... Yeah, but I, I think I think Chet's, like, motor is, like, higher than Anthony Davis. Like, Chet is, like, a hard... Like, ever he's been... Coaches have said he's, like, the hardest working prospect. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves basketball, truly. Which is why I have a lot of faith that he can at least become, like, a solid... Like, like good player in the NBA. Maybe not a superstar, but he's going to be See, a good player. That's what I like. That's the one thing I do like about him is that he doesn't really have a ceiling. Like, yeah. he can be one of the... Like, well, listen, I would say, I would say his ceiling, player. like if we're talking like stat lines, his ceiling is probably like 22.5 points per game, 11, 12 rebounds, 2.8 blocks. Like that, that's a ceiling. No, that's, that's, yeah, that, that's an all-star level player. That, that can, you like can win a championship with a guy player. like that on your team. Right? That's a ceiling. You're adding a double double in the NBA. That's like a whole. He can do that though. Like that's his ceiling to like yeah, as a prospect. That's what I like. Okay, Derek, pick number three, Houston Rockets. Their team is pretty young. They just got rid of Christian Wood, traded him away. 
Um, they still have Eric Gordon's garbage contract, which is absurd. And John Walls, honestly. These, these are absurd yeah. contracts. But um, first of all, just what are your opinions on the Christian Wood trade? Um, I thought it was a good trade for both sides. Uh, I think that the Rockets got off Christian Wood. He's not going to resign with them next year. So they got off him and they, they got something for him. The Mavericks got a big man that can shoot to pair with Luka, which is good for them. I mean, overall, I thought it was a pretty good trade for both sides. And, yep. So with that being said, I, I know my answer, but who do you think is the move here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Paolo, the last of the top three. He has a um, really brilliant offensive game, and I think pairing him with Jalen Green is going to be like a very potent duo for the future, definitely. Yeah, he's my, um, he's my favorite prospect in the class. I, I just think he projects so well for the modern NBA. Like at six ten. Also, he was he measured in on six ten without shoes. So at the count like seven feet. The like I'll go through his strengths first and maybe some of his weaknesses. Great playmaker. Like at his position. Like at, at to have a four that can play like that is pretty special. Um, he can shoot the ball. He worked on that a lot at Duke. Uh, I mean Pretty solid athleticism for his size. Again, he's a little bit like on the slower side, but he's got a lot of power, which is a little bit different than some of these other like longer um, four or fives in this draft. He's just he's just so good. I, I mean, he's like he could impact winning on any team. I think he's like people use the word like NBA ready, but I feel like that's kind of like a knock on him at this point because some people like assume that means he's like reached his potential, which I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Like he's going to me, he's the best bet to be an all star out of this draft. However, as I've had concerns, he. But you got concerns with everyone. He, I think. Well, yeah, no. Well, let's think about this. Yeah, draft. no, everyone has concerns. Everyone yeah. had. There oh, are a lot of. Let's listen. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, this is pretty well known, but like him losing so much weight during one NBA. Well, that's improved. He 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 just drinks like a special substance. He's been fine with that. <laughs> like, can, he's played at a level. Can last your year. body? La- can your body? Like yes, last long going thing. through that. Yes, they figured that out. Losing fifteen pounds yes. a we, game is you watched him play a full season last year, which is impressive. But th- that's like going through NBA, like playing every other day. Go through the NBA, which has like the most medical, games. like tr- sports yeah. training expertise in the world. I mean, I agree with yes. your point, but I think that there's a reason why he's like mocked consistently in the top three. Sure. And NBA if you, if you, listen, if you had a real there. problem. Like, these guys who have actual problems don't, they fall. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible. Like, to me, I think he has the highest ceiling in the draft. I use the highest floor and the highest ceiling. But, I don't, that. Yeah. What, you disagree uh, with that? You disagree with that? I think, I don't know. I think Chet's the ceiling is higher. I agree. I think Chet has the highest ceiling. I don't know, man. I, I just think Paolo can do oh. everything on the court. So, what do you think about Paolo on the defensive end? That needs to be improved. And, like, I, again, like, that's my weakness with him I was going to talk about is, like, he has the body and the build for a good defender. I don't think anyone argues that. It's just, like, some of his te- technique, a little bit, like, I wouldn't say it's motor. It's just he wasn't, like, a great defender at Duke. And, like, some of these younger guys who have a lot of pressure to kind of, like, be the offense, like, for their own team, like, sometimes they'll focus on that, too, on, on that side of the floor too much in college. But I think, like, in the NBA, like, I don't know. Houston is not going to play much defense anyways because they already have Jalen Green out there. But I, I think his defense will improve because he has the side size, he has the athleticism to be able to do it. He's he's never going to be a lockdown player, but he's going to be like, you're he's not going to get picked on in the pick and roll. I feel like I don't know. I what do you think his like comp is in the NBA? Comp? Yeah. 
Okay, this is gonna sound like this. Listen, this is like the cop, okay? Like in play style. I'm not talking about like he's going to be this player like anywhere close to that. But like his cop to me is LeBron. In terms, no, no, no. In terms of a bigger player, in terms of a bigger player, a playmaker at his level. No, no, no. I'm not saying this is like a cop in terms of play style, okay? Not in terms of projection. Yeah. Okay. He's a bigger four, okay? He's a, he's like a solid build. He can score at like all three levels, and he can play make from like any spot on the court. That's what I see with him. Again, this is not a projection of his career at all. But his play style reminds me a little bit of LeBron. I mean, I can give another player, like a worse player. No, no, no. I'm like, I just, because LeBron's play style is like very like finisher on the paint, very paint centric. He also has like He's the best finisher on the paint. Of, of like Paolo? our generation. Like, well, no, it's not, again, it's not a projection, it's the type of player. Okay. It's, like the t- it's like the style of play. Okay. Like a bigger four who can score at all three levels, but is still like getting everyone involved. Like LeBron at this but, point in his career is like really passive. Well, LeBron was. Le- LeBron was a better defender than him. I don't. Think yeah, he, well, I think it's offense. I yeah, yeah maybe offense is probably the better kind of defense. And I would also say like his like offense at this point in LeBron's career as like a, like a more of a playmaker than a guy who's gonna like take it to the hoop every time. Like is that a fair assessment? He plays like a he's gonna find player. shooters. Mm-hmm. He's gonna score in the post for whatever like five or six possessions. He'll get in the post per game. Do you think he'll run out and transition? He's not a, as athletic as LeBron. No, that's no, why I said no, at this no point. That's yeah. why I said at this yeah. point in his career, yeah. like a slow LeBron, like uh-huh. a late, you know. Thirty-eight year old. But yeah, I'm just idea. like just based on like just based on his size and his like yeah. his basketball IQ and the way he sp- like play makes. It's hard to find a a guy that size who can play make as well as Paolo does, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have another comp for him? I mean, I've seen people comp him to like. Like his play style very similar to KD or like Jason Tatum in that. See, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see KD at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, and I don't see, I see Tatum a little bit in the fact that like they're bigger build, mm-hmm. but like they they're gonna want to play the game differently. I think it's just more of that like really tall player that can create their own shot and like create their own jumper on the perimeter that is like enticing. Yeah, but if you watch Paolo, like he isn't creating to create his own shot most of the time. It's to create others, like to to make shots open for others, which is why I think he has such a good role in the NBA. Okay, enough with that. <laughs> we got through our top three again. Those are the most controversial picks of the day, probably. So, Derek, I believe it's your. No, I, th- I think it's your. Oh, it's my pick. Yes. Nice. So I get to go Sacramento Kings. They need someone good. They, they need to hit on a draft pick at some point. Um, and I think this is the year they do it because I believe that the four, five, honestly, four, five, six, and seven like guys in this draft are all pretty solid players. I think I've heard a lot that, like, a lot of talk that they're going to trade this pick. Um, and I believe that the fourth pick, if it's the Kings or if it's some another team they traded to, I think it's going to be Jaden Ivey. To me, he's like, it goes the top three guys we talked about, a tier break. Jaden Ivey, tier break. And then the rest the, the rest of the three guys that, that are kind of come up. So, great athleticism, 6'4 as a point guard, great production at Duke, um, not Duke, Purdue. Uh, pretty solid shot creator, um, shot the three ball like fairly well, I guess. Like that's another thing that you kind of have to project a little bit in the NBA, but can defend super fast, like quick. To me, he's, he's just a perfect piece for like a team drafting at this spot. Like he's still a guy who gives you immense upside. And he's, I, I mean, honestly, on my big board, he was like the number two player. So in terms of like 
tore, like my my big my draft big board. So I obviously think he has great potential, and the Kings should keep on like should hold on to this pick because him with De'Aaron Fox would be like the fastest backcourt in the NBA. Yeah, I'm like. I don't know. I'm curious because the Kings have like so many guards and they have no like real big. Okay, men. but like, so is it just like best player available? Yeah, I, the Kings at this point they, they don't get to say, oh, we have too many guards. Like, no, you have too many like mid guards. Like, <laughs> listen, the Kings guys, don't overthink it. Draft the best best player available. Odds are, if you're a top five pick, you've been messing up the draft too many times. Okay, draft the best player available. That's always my philosophy for these drafts. Like. If you have a top 10, even top 5, like, especially top 5 pick, draft the best guy. Like, don't let De'Aaron Fox, like, scare you away from drafting Jaden Ivey. Yeah. I, 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 I watch Jaden Ivey a lot in college, and unfortunately. And I think um, he is probably the best option for them. He, or, I mean, he's the best option available in the draft at the yeah. number 4 spot. Um, as you said, Smith, I think um, I think he, he has a very high ceiling as well. I think he could easily be one of the best players out of this draft. Um, yeah. and he could be the best player. He's, he's a very fast, like mobile, agile uh, point guard. Um, I've heard his like player comparisons to like Victor Oladipo, kind of. I actually like that a lot. And as like a bigger guard. I think that's kind of what he is, and it's at least Victor Oladipo before. Um, I think he has a lot of upside and can be a very good pick. And 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 that backcourt, as you said, it could be a very lethal, fast yeah. transition backcourt. Derek, any anything else to add on to that? I mean, yeah, I think you you said it all. I'm just a little bit concerned if the Kings draft him. Like, what's the defense in that backcourt gonna look like? But I mean, I guess you'll figure it out when you get there. He, I think he can actually defend. Again, like he he was a pretty solid defender last year at Purdue, from what I saw. Like he's got the size to do it. Um, I mean, he's, again, he's not. You're not drafting him to be like an elite defender, but there's no reason why he can't be like an average to above average defender. With his like athleticism, with his skill set, like he could be a good defender. Definitely. Next, I believe this is your pick, Derek. Right. Uh, Detroit Pistons, and if you want to talk about the Jeremy Gra- Jeremy Grant trade, you can also do that. Yeah, uh, I don't. Really, I don't really know what the Pistons are doing. I mean, I guess they got something for Jeremy Grant. <laughs> They're competing but... next year, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna sign a guy to a max contract. The they're going to try to compete. Yes. Uh, so it's gonna be like Cade, someone, Marvin it's, Bagley. It's gonna be Cade, Aiden. <laughs> Hold up! No, 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 no! It's gonna be Cade, Aiden. I'm looking at this roster. Like I don't I know mean, if Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq, okay. Sadiq Bay and and Cade are two players who can play on a competitive team. Yeah, but like, and then you get the number five pick, and then Keegan if you get a guy like DeAndre probably. Aiden, all of a sudden you're looking at four guys who can play on a competitive team. But do you want do you want your rookie? I mean, I assume it's gonna be Keegan Murray, is, if I had to guess. Well, let's see what Derek goes. Let's see what Derek I don't know goes. What Derek's so, say, Derek. I mean, uh, they, they wouldn't get rid of Jeremy Grant if they weren't gonna draft a four here, right? You know, that's an interesting point. But I, I'm gonna go with Benedict Mathurin. Yes. Five. Yes. Yes. Um, I really like Mathurin. I think he's just a better fit for. The Pistons. I mean, you said they need a four, but they recently got Marvin Bagley, which I think they actually really like him. He's still young and has potential, and I think that bathroom would just like play really nice next to Cade. I think that you know. Well, I love the bathroom pick. A plus pick, Derek. A plus pick. Okay, and listen, at Arizona, <clears throat> that team had was so good offensively last year, and he was one of the main reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
six six wing, two ten two hundred ten pounds, averaged seventeen points per game, around three assists, five rebounds, three level score. Again, like everyone says, everyone's a three level scorer these days, but like an actual three level score. Great defender, like measurables off the charts. Uh, to me, he's a safe prospect who can also give you like. Like to me, he projects as a player who can be a, a championship level piece in the future. He just gives you so much on both ends of the floor. This is probably the best defender that we picked so far, which says a lot because we're only we're what, on pick five, so he fits in really well with what the Pistons are trying to do. Like they're trying to get a big team. I think if the Pistons also go out and sign um, DeAndre Ayton in a sign and trade with the Suns, which has been talked about for a little bit now, not sure if it's gonna happen, but. All of a sudden, you got like a pretty good roster there, and in terms of like our projections for what actually happens tomorrow, like everything I've read has said that Benedict Mathurin is gonna go in the top five. I don't know if that's that that could just be buzz coming out from from some front office trying to leak stuff, but he seems like a pretty safe pick for that spot. So I really like that. Yoss, anything on that? You made like a pretty pretty like audible <laughs> reaction to that. I mean. No, I I see what you're saying. I I could also see Keegan Murray going there, but I, I, I you know I yeah. I'll talk about Keegan Murray in a sec here. Yeah, yes. let, we'll get to that. Number I, could, I see what you're saying. Number six pick, uh, the Pacers. Uh, this is where the draft gets interesting because I could see him taking Keegan Murray. I could see him taking Shane and Sharp. I could see him taking. Uh, I mean, heck, I could see him taking Dyson Daniels. Maybe like they could take. Best player available, whoever they like better. To me, those signs point to Keegan Murray, 6'8", sophomore out of Iowa. Fantastic player last year in the Big Ten. Average 23 points per game. Really good score. 6'11", wingspan. Um, just like, he fits the modern NBA in terms of what they want in a four. He should be a really good defender. I'm not going to lie, in the games I've watched of him, he was, like, solid. He wasn't, like, amazing. That's not the trait that jumped out to me. The trait that jumped out to me was his ability to run in transition. He was one of the better transition scorers last year in college basketball. <laughs> Should project to be at least, like, a, a solid role player on that team. Again, like, his upside's a little bit more limited um, than, than some, of the, some of these other guys, and, like, especially a guy like Shaden Sharp, who might have, like, a higher upside, but he's got so many red flags. I just think Keegan Murray should be the pick here. I think that's what the Pacers are going to do. Like they've been a pretty safe draft team, you know. Here's the thing, which which is why I kind of like you know grimaced at the five is Keegan Murray. Think about how much he improved from his freshman to sophomore year. Heck, heck being re- recruited, he was a three star, and all of a sudden he's a arguable top five player in this draft. We don't really know what his, like, true cap is. Like, he's only improved. Yeah, but and, I, I don't think, like, what's he going to improve? Like, it, we know he has a three-point shot. Like, we know he's got, like, the, the measurables, length, and athleticism. We know, like, I just don't know if what his game is, honestly. He just does everything well. I don't think he has, like, an elite trait. I don't know. I agree. And if you're drafting a guy this high, you want a guy who has, like, one or two like elite traits. Like, what does he do better than the other guys that have been drafted before? Which he doesn't. I well, like he does. As you said, I agree. He does everything well. Nothing outstanding or great. But he again, he's. I I mean, if there was a college most improved, 
he's up. Oh, there. Yeah, he's no, up there on that list. He really developed, and like his his brother's gonna come out of the draft. I think next year, Chris Murray, who's like basically just a clone of him. Yeah. <laughs> he tested the draft waters this year and, and decided to go back to Iowa. But again, like these players are, they're good players. Like these are guys who can make I, a difference on a team. I just don't think they'll have an impact of a guy like. Kind of like Dyson Daniels, or we're talking I think a little he, bit. Like, I think there's a lot of like un like untapped potential in him. I think there's I, there, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of there's so much that he can improve and that he has already improved on. Like what's stopping him from being better than he was last year? Like, he just doesn't have those, you just don't have those like some and, of the traits that he's, you're trying to get better at. Like you just don't like work on. I guess he can be a better shooter, but he already shot like a pretty good level last year. Yeah. I mean like, his athleticism's fine. It's not great. Like he's six eight, like he's a smart basketball player, but he's just not he doesn't pop off a roster. Alright. Derek? I or do you have the next yeah, you have the next pick. Yeah. Um Trailblazers, so this Trailblazers. pick might be traded, so uh I think Okay, if they do decide to keep the pick, I'm gonna say they're gonna take Shaden Sharp. Mm. Um, he is a good guy to draft just because of the outstanding potential that he has and the incredible vertical and a lot of the just unknowns. If the Blazers decide to go in that full rebuild direction, they have a great piece to build around with just like amazing athleticism, the like 49 inch vertical, you know. No, that, <laughs> by the way, that's proven false. Oh, yeah. I, I think he did a workout with the Pacers and they they asked some reporter asked him if. Like what his vertical was, and they were like, "Yeah, no chance." <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't actually have Sharp that high on my, on my like big board because I don't think he's like a very, I don't know, I don't think he's like he he's he's like been failing all of his interviews. He's like, he hasn't played in a year. He's like the biggest unknown in the draft. Well, but. first of all, is it not a red flag that the dude, like, didn't play? Like he was at he was at Kentucky, and I don't know if it was like some people in his camp. Uh, every like all like nowadays, all these people got like their guys, their family, or whatever, who's like handling their playing situation. But like someone told him, like don't play, and like he didn't play last year. He could have played. Like he was at Kentucky, the, he could have played. Season, yes, yeah. and well, the the Shade and Sharp camp and Coach Cal for the Kentucky, they I guess they agreed that he was gonna sit out. What, what does that mean? Uh, I mean, like it makes sense that he's pulling the safe route because if you play and like let's just say you play poorly you drop like out of the lottery or like, like you drop like, out what's of the his first face? round um, Hamadou uh, Diallo yeah, who, like, who went in he, he's the same situation in Kentucky he was there reclassified was there and he just decided he wasn't going to play or no he decided he was playing and he's bad yeah. then he fell to the second round so. or like, like Patrick Baldwin like, like these people are like five star prospects like, Shane Sharp is number one in his class. I mean, if he doesn't play, he's guaranteed, like, a top ten pick, right? Yeah. And so it makes sense for him not to play. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think he might know that he's not I, – I, or he might not know. He also he, didn't do combine. He didn't do anything. He's done no measure – we don't know, like, who he is. From, <laughs> like, we only know what he was a year Listen, ago. Listen, I'm pretty sure he's listed at 6'6". Six, six. Like, he could be 6'2", for all we know. <laughs> I mean, he, I, he could also be 6'8", for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, trust me, if he was six eight, they would measure him. Okay. <laughs> you listen. You don't have a guy not same with the forty times where the guys don't do the forty times. Like you don't have a guy like not do a forty time or not do a, like a combine if they aren't gonna like. Oh yeah, like, be, like if you're faster than like. Wrong. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm exactly. pretty sure uh, Patrick Baldwin 
did compete in the combine. He had like the lowest at like measurables ever. Like, <laughs> I think Luca Garza had a higher vertical jump. Yeah, that's a guy yeah. that should have skipped the combine. Like, dude, what is his Asian doing? We're kind of getting off off topic here, <laughs> but like, dude, you have to have known that this guy can't jump. Yeah, like, like that's that's a that's that's bad job by the agent. Like that moves him down like a whole like twenty five picks. No, that was yeah. that was a terrible job. Anyways, like, let let's move on. This is we're taking so long to get to the top fifteen picks. Yeah. But uh, Shaden Sharp, fine pick, tremendous upside, super young, probably the youngest player in the draft. I don't know if he's a three level scorer. Like I I heard he can shoot threes. I don't think that's like his game per se. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you get with him. He's such a mystery. But I think. That's a solid landing spot for him because they can afford to take him more like a project like that. Yeah. Eighth pick, Pelicans. This is a team that has good pieces. Like they could definitely be a top four or five seed next year if everything goes accordingly. It was Zion coming back, and I'm looking at the draft board right now, and like I know I had another guy like picked out here, but I see Dyson Daniels still on there, <laughs> and. I'm just going through my mind of like a Dyson Daniel, like Dyson Daniels. I feel like fits. He hasn't been talked about like as a guy mocked at this spot, but I think he fits the roster actually pretty well. Like yeah. surround him with Zion and and Brandon Ingram. Like I think he's a good piece. I'm deciding between him and AJ Griffin, um, or honestly Jeremy Sohan. Like also is there, but I don't think they're gonna draft him there. AJ Griffin. Was the guy that's like most likely mocked to him in like the ESPN mocks? You know what? No, I want to make it interesting. I'm gonna go with Dyson Daniels, <laughs> okay. the the G League Ignite point guard um, from Australia, six six, bigger guard. Like at, at this point, like if you're not a point guard who's over six four, like just don't even go out for the draft. But um, <laughs> definitely a really good passer. I heard he can defend. Again, I haven't watched too much of his tape. Uh, seems like a smart player. I don't think he's the best three-pointer. Uh, oh, he shot 16 for 62 from three. So, below average three-point shooter. Again, you could teach three-point shooting. Um, pretty solid wingspan. Again, not a scorer. Like, you're not drafting him to be a scorer or, like, project him as a scorer. He's going to be a playmaker and a good defender. So, I feel like that fits the Pelicans. He's the best player available, in my opinion. So, I, I, want, I want the Pelicans to have him. I feel like that'd be really fun. Yeah, no, sounds sounds pretty good. I mean, he's also a good player to overtake McCollum. He's getting pretty old if uh, they decide to go that route. So yep. he's definitely like really put possibly crazy potential. I heard he's like six eight, and he's he's. I heard he's not six eight. No, <laughs> I, heard, I heard he's six six, <laughs> six seven maybe. But still, big guard that can. Well, he's still on. there, dude. Dyson Daniels was still on the board at eight. Is that like? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That'd be a pick. Okay, let's keep moving. Derek, the ninth pick, San Antonio Spurs. Okay. I know who I would draft, no doubt, if he's still on the board. I am taking Jalen Duran. Beautiful. Uh, I mean, just like probably the best player available. He's a really good center. He gives the Spurs flexibility to get rid of Pirtle if they need to in the offseason. Um, and he's like freakishly good on defense and has potential to become like a legitimate offensive player, I think. Like a, maybe Robert Williams, but... Sort of like that type of player. So I think he has a lot of defensive potential. Yeah, great, great, great shot blocker. Um, was the former number one recruit. Has no real outside game. Kind of scary, okay? No outside game. I think he could pass from the high post. Of course, he can work in the low post. 
Good defender, good, great athleticism, great wingspan. Really like the pick, and I think he's perfect for the Spurs. Like he's the type of guy who the Spurs can really like turn into a high level defender and like a top tier like perimeter or um, post player. Definitely, definitely. Okay, let's continue on with the tenth pick, Washington Wizards. Uh, interesting pick again. I think they could go for. A few, I think it's got to be a wing here. Mm-hmm. Looking at their roster, and there's a few good wings. Uh, Johnny Davis has been mocking them a lot. Again, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his. I don't know, like, I don't know how good he really is going to be in the NBA. They could take a flyer on Usman Dieng, who I've seen like as high as seven or like as low <laughs> as 23 or something. So like, he's an option. AJ Griffin is there. I think they are going to go with A.J. Griffin here. Um, or, by the way, Jeremy Sohan's also there. No, nah, I, like I like A.J. Griffin uh, out of Duke. 6'6". Nice. Uh, I think he's not yet yeah, 19 years old. Great three-point shooter, good defender, has injury problems, which is why he's like dropped this far. But, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like that a lot, yeah. Good pick. All right. Next pick, Derek. All right. Knicks. The Knicks. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with... So, I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of great talent on the board. Uh, Usman, Dieng, Sochan, you know, everyone. But I think... Yo, if the Knicks draft Usman, Dieng, <laughs> I picked 11. I, I think Twitter might fall apart. Yeah, it'd be a little bit crazy. Uh, I think they're going to take Johnny Davis. Mm-hmm. He's just such a New York Knicks player. You know, the Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> this is this is the Obi Toppin pick. This is yeah, literally this is the like, Obi Toppin pick. Like, this is such a Knicks pick to make, and... <laughs> That's such a bad pick, too, huh? The Knicks always mess up these guys. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if he's gonna pan out, but he seems to be like a pretty electric offensive player that can do a lot. And he's not a, like his game isn't electric. <laughs> his game is like he has such high usage at Wisconsin that he put up really solid numbers on solid efficiencies. I just don't think like he's gonna translate to like a high usage offensive player in the NBA. Oh yeah, I think it has to know. be like a pretty like crazy transformation, like something like. Like, you know, like a Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. That that would probably be a solid comp for him. Yeah. I think he's like a little bit like, doesn't have that um, finishing college. ability. Yeah. He's, I think he's probably a better three-point shooter coming out of college than him, though. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the next pick, a Knicks player here. <laughs> Again, like I, I, I think Obi Toppin's actually a good player. I, I think the Knicks just ruined him. He was good, dude. Anyways, whoever the next draft is probably going to end up being terrible. Let's go again with the OKC um, Thunder with their second pick so far. I mean, I kind of see... Ooh, who do I like here? they got a lot of guys. Jalen Williams, I could see them taking a flyer on. Out of Santa Clara. I could see them going for like Jaden Hardy. This would be a good spot for him. Um, G League Ignite, 6'4", point guard, or shooting guard. They can go a different couple of directions here. They can go Malachi Branham. They can go Usman Dieng. I want to go Jalen Williams um, out of Santa Clara. Wow, okay. He, I feel like he fits what they're trying to do. Hey, well, actually, do I want Jalen Williams? Oh, no, I'm going to go back on this pick because I saw a guy like a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to go with Jeremy Sohan. I think... Again, super raw prospect. He really doesn't have an offensive game at this point, like at all, which is scary. But 
He's got a great like he's a good defender. Um, I've heard people talk about him as a potential uh, guy who can guard one through five. Again, that's everyone can guard one through five. Not many people can like stop a five and also like stop a one. But whatever, he a switchable guy who has good length, solid athleticism. Doesn't have a three point shot, but he can develop it. Like he showed signs. Good like energy, really high energy, high motor. Is just super unrefined as a prospect, and OKC's been loading up on these guys, so that's what I think they're gonna pick here. But why don't you think they're gonna take like Dang? I don't. It's like you're you're looking for like unrefined prospects that have lots of potential. I I think they they're gonna like Sohan's like defensive abilities because he's proven it at some point. Like, mm-hmm. Dang is a complete mystery. I don't know if they're gonna ch- draft Chet and Dang. Also, that's like a little bit redundant, right? Yeah. To, to draft Chet and Dieng, like how many how many like like small ball like how many like small ball fives they want or like not even a small ball five because Chet's huge but Dieng's a five at the next level. Yeah. Uh, let's see who the next pick is. Okay, Charlotte Hornets pick number thirteen. This sounds like, I mean, this guy's been mocked to them like every single time. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if we're thinking about the same person. I'm gonna go, uh, Oche. Agbaji. Ooh. Uh, I don't okay, know. Okay, that's, that's not the guy. Thinking of, but Mark. I've seen everything say Mark Williams will be the pick here. Okay, right. I think people like Mark Williams, but I think that the Hornets are looking to trade for Miles Turner. So I don't know if they're going to mm. try to draft a center like that. I like that actually. Um, that that's a that's the first time I've I've seen Ochai uh, Agbaji been mocked to the to the Hornets. And yeah, honestly, I mean, that's not terrible. I think they could have taken him at 15 because um, they had that pick too. But mm-hmm. I think at 13, they got a really good like 3 and D type player who is ready, like NBA ready and able to like fix yeah. that mold. Yeah, great three-point shooter, fits the roster pretty well. Mm-hmm. Actually, I like that pick a lot. We have the Cavs at pick 14th. And honestly, I think they're going to trade this pick. I've heard some rumors that they might. If not, I could see them drafting Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky. Um, interesting fit. But I think they're gonna. They want to look for a guy who can like score and play make for others. Mm-hmm. Um, back before the college basketball season started, he was mocked as like a top ten, maybe even top five pick, and he kind of fell during the season. Struggled a little bit offensively as a freshman, um, but has like solid size, can shoot the ball, three level score, can defend at some point. So, I think this would be a solid fit for him here. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, now we got the okay Hornets again. Now the Hornets can draft the other guy too. Okay, so yeah, I, I guess I'll just have them take Mark Williams. I'm surprised Dang is falling this far, but uh, Mark Williams. <laughs> okay, well, I think Dang's a little bit like we. By the way, we're using the ESPN big board for like yeah. his draft ranking, yeah. so I think he's a little bit high, but <laughs> sure. So we have yeah Mark Williams at fourteen or fifteen. Uh, I mean he's, you know, he fits the Hornets well. They need a big man that can. Be long term with Lamelo. He shocked everyone at the combine. So I think you're like a seven seven <laughs> standing reach. Yeah, he's he's pretty crazy. Um, Mark Williams. I mean, from my perspective, they're not going to take Williams at thirteen because there's no way the Cavs take him at fourteen. Yeah. Because there's so many big men. So like, unless they tr- trade the pick. Or like, like, what if someone trades up for that for the Cavs pick? That's I feel like what Charlotte. That's would be true. Of. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, taking him at fifteen is still good for the, the Hornets. Nice. 16th pick, uh, the Atlanta Hawks. This is an, another interesting team because there's a few years removed from an Eastern Conference semifinals appearance. 
They've got a solid squad. I'm trying to feel like of what they also need a center. So do they? Yeah, because they have. Um, Capella. I mean Capella, but and is he really the option? Okamu. Like, I feel like I don't know. Okay. They have a pretty good center rotation. I'm not sure like who they would need then. In that case, I think they pick up. Now this is this is probably gonna be Jalen Williams. Like he's a, a pretty like pro ready prospect for like a guard. He's older at 21, so he fits their like window, their championship window a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hawks championship window. Anyway, <laughs> he's got good size at six six. Put up 18 points per game, four assists, four rebounds last year. Amazing out of the pick and roll. I like him as like a secondary ball handler with Trey. Um, and is also a guy who Trey Young's not a good defender, and so yep. for backcourts that have like two good guards or ball handlers, I like the ability for like the Hawks to put Williams on one of those guys and stick Trey on the worst one. Hmm. So I think this would be a solid pick, and I actually think Trey Young would be pretty happy for this because he can also space the floor as like a forty-four percent three-point shooter. I like that. Now we got Houston Rockets again, 17th pick. They picked Paolo Boncaro, according to our mock. Number three overall, who do they pick here, Derek? Uh, okay, I think they're going to take Usman <laughs> Dieng. Um, I mean, they, they have to at this point. If he's fallen this far, projected to go yeah. like top 10 in some drafts, he has a crazy potential and something the Rockets are looking to hit on, uh, especially with their young core. Nice, I'm completely fine with that. Again, Usman Dieng, we, we could, like, we've talked like, for some of these players for like five minutes straight. I don't like. I don't know anything yeah, about this guy. <laughs> I just know he's like a six ten. Like I get. I think he can shoot a little bit. Uh, I think he can defend a little bit. Not sure though. Pick eighteenth. We we got the Chicago Bulls um, team ready to win now. I feel like they have a they have a couple of needs here. One thing they need for sure is a uh, the like a better defender at the four or five position. Um, like Vucevic is solid, but like his defense was really bad last year. So I could see him going either like any of like Malachi Branham, Tari Eason, or EJ Liddell. Um, and for this mock, I kind of like EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. Um, to me, he's a little he's on the shorter end at six seven as a four, but he's got a solid offensive game, can shoot the three ball. And is a really solid, like, big body defender who can also block shots. So, I think the Bulls really, like, get better as a team with, with Liddell. I like that pick. I think he's a, a good defender. I, I, mean, I mean, like, I'm curious why you didn't take Tari Eason. Well, I, listen, like, Tari Eason I liked earlier, but after his, uh, like, pre-combat, like, pre-draft... Um, all, all that goes into that, the interviews, the, the combine, the workouts. Uh, apparently, he's been one of the guys who's fallen a lot due to those. And that's never a good sign when you're putting in extra work and, and people and like teams are not liking you as much. So there's obviously something that teams see, which is why like they're shying off him a little bit. I thought he looked really good in college, but I can see some of the concerns, like the fact that he can only drive with his right hand. Um, and the yeah. fact that like he's not as high motor of a player, like he's got great length for the position, but I don't know if he's a game changing defender that he needs to be with how raw his offensive game is. Interesting. Okay. Let's move on to the Timberwolves with the nineteenth pick. They've had some pretty terrible luck drafting, except for like the Anthony Edwards draft recently. So yeah, I'm curious to see what what you think they'll do here. Um, 
I think the Timberwolves were interested in, in picking up a, a more defensive-minded player. I mean, they seem to have like a lot of offensive firepower. Um, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm just going to go with Tari Eason. <laughs> I, mean, I, th- I think he has the defensive capability. This is such, listen, this is such a Timberwolves pick, too. <laughs> like, like a complete head case, like questions of motor. Like, they draft this guy every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do, right? Like, cat, a team with... Oh my god, I'm yeah. sorry. It's just like the, the jokes like write themselves, you know? And I, I, I like I the pick, though. He's got, good, he's got good measurables. If he projects to be as good as he can be, the Timberwolves have like a real steal in the draft, right? But yeah. it's, he probably like, maybe won't get there, you know? So. Yeah, I saw, I saw a comp that said, like, someone comped him to Kawhi earlier. And I could see it a little bit, the measurables. But, like, Kawhi is so refined coming out, like, compared to this guy. Like, he is a pretty raw prospect and he couldn't even start on a bad LSU team last year so definitely questioned a little bit I can see honestly a Patrick Williams type comp like just a, a huge player who but I, I, again I think Patrick Williams had a much better like offensive game coming out so mm-hmm. interesting pick there um, the Timberwolves love drafting guys with like a few red flags I mean they draft these guys every year so not not that much of a <laughs> Of a uh, surprise. So let's move on to the 20th pick, the Spurs. So if we say they're going to draft Duran with the 9th pick, I see him going with like more of a project at this point, and I must have him taking Jaden Hardy. Uh, Hardy's one of the more interesting players in this draft. Great, like, was a, came out of high school as a really solid like scorer. Some people thought he was the best scorer out of that class. Uh, played in the G League Ignite, played poorly. And, I mean, that's, again, like, that really, like, messed up his draft stock. I think that he's worth taking a risk on, especially for the Spurs, who have, like, a great developmental program for these players. And I think he could be, a, like, if we look next year at, like, who had a really surprising, like, rookie season, I think he could be the ones who had, like, who much outplayed their draft ranking, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Let's move on to 21st pick, Denver Nuggets. Do they draft Nikola Jovic to go with Nikola Jokic? I, I don't think they do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, with Malachi Branham here. Um, I mean, I think they're projecting him to go You know, maybe in the lottery. He seems to be like a really good offensive weapon. I think the, the Nuggets are looking for a little bit more of that, um, especially because they need more like... I, I don't think he's like a... Playmaker on his own, but I think. No, but he's a good like secondary scorer. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he has a, he has a pretty good three point shot, which is good next to Jokic, yeah. obviously. So I think that the Nuggets make this. No, actually, I really like that pick, and honestly, like I like that fit with the Nuggets for him, like more than some of these other mocked teams he's going to. Hmm. I, I just think that he his play style like matches up a lot with what like Jamal Murray and, and Jokic do Definitely, on that yeah. team. So great pick. Uh, that'd be like probably an A plus pick if that happens tomorrow. So. 22nd pick, Memphis Grizzlies again. How many picks do they have here? Dude? Like, Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I think the Grizzlies go... There's not much they need. I'm looking at like who's going to be a free agent. I mean, they have Tyus Jones, who's an unrestricted free agent, and Kyle Anderson. I don't think they're going to keep any of those guys. Plus, Dylan Brooks on a one-year contract. I could see him going for either like a guard to pair with uh, Ja or like a, another wing. And I'm gonna go with one of like the more underappreciated scorers in this draft. I think Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame, wow. uh, six five shooting guard. I really like his game. 
he was fantastic last year as the first option for, for Notre Dame. And I think his role with Memphis is going to be you know, like to start as like a backup point guard who can provide some offense and playmaking uh, when Jaws on the bench. And then when Jaws on the floor, I think he's actually a pretty solid um, like perimeter defender, and I think he could spread the floor out a little bit as a shooter. So I, this, to me, seems like a good pick for Memphis. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Let's move on. Philadelphia 76ers with the 23rd pick. So I've heard a lot of rumors that Philadelphia is going to trade this pick. Yep. Uh, pair it with Danny Green to get like someone that can help them right away. Um, but if not, I am going to have them taking uh, Wendell Moore Jr. Mm, I like it. I really like it a lot. I think he is more or less like a a 3 and D type player that can step into, you know, like a championship roster and make an impact right away. And so I, I like what he can do for the 76ers. No, I, I think that's a fantastic pick. Um, I was actually like, I was scrolling through looking for him on the draft board because that was probably going to be the next pick. So mm. <laughs> um, kind of stole him away from the Bucks here. <laughs> the Bucks, they can go a few different directions. Um, honestly, I, I like Dale and Terry to this spot. One of the more... Mm. Like he's got one of the more wildest like prospect profiles because he's a huge point guard, like six seven point guard. Didn't put up crazy numbers at Arizona last year. Again, like he was on a team that had a bunch of great scorers like Matt, like Benedict Matherin and Christian Coloco, but mm-hmm. outstanding wingspan at seven foot at the point guard position. Like just a freak athlete. His one a few of his weaknesses like his ability to shoot off the like off a kick out like on the catch um can't really create his own shot not going to be like a scorer right away but is an amazing defender which i think like a team like the bucks is just going to want to have because they always want to have a bunch of like switchable defenders they can throw in and especially with i think they re-signed pat Connaughton. but um you look at like some of the guys that run out like grayson allen pat Connaughton, like george hill jordan Wara, and i think they could really use like a solid lockdown defender in that second unit. So I like that pick there. It's a good pick. I like it. Let's move on. I believe this pick is 25 to the Spurs again. So the Spurs can... Listen, yeah. I, so far their draft is pretty good with Durant and Jaden Hardy. I think that's a, that's a solid Spurs-type draft. It looks good. Uh, okay, I, I like this spot for the Spurs a lot. I think they're going to go with Nikola Jovic. Or Jovic. I don't know yeah. how to pronounce it. It's a very Spurs pick. A European-type player. That has a lot of potential to uh, become a facilitator as well as a scorer. One of the best scorers in this draft yeah. right now. So I think he's a legitimate player. I mean, I watched some of his tape. Definitely has the dog in him. Nice. Nice. Uh, but I like that question is, can he guard <laughs> one through five? Uh, he definitely needs to put in some more weight, but that's that seems to not be a problem. Good frame, though, at 6'11". Yeah. He's a... He's like a 6'11", like, shooting guard that can legitimately handle the ball. I think he has, like, a lot of potential. I like him a lot. I think he's being overlooked as a playmaker, too. Because yeah, in this tape that I saw, I think we probably saw the same tape, but he was, like, able to pass out of the pick and roll and, like, yeah. was a good secondary option. So, yeah. Spurs kind of cleaned up in the first round of this draft. Yeah, I kind of like what they did. So, especially with that front office and, like, that organization, like, these guys are going to be pretty solid. But 26 pick, Houston Rockets. Um... So far, we have them drafting Paolo and Usman Dieng with their first two picks in the first round. They're, again, I think they're going to go upside here. Uh, I'm trying to look for the guy. Where is he at? Hmm. 
God, they can go so many different directions here. I'm honestly not sure what they're going to do. I like Kenny Chandler as a prospect. I just, I don't know if he really fits the Rockets, per se. Well, the Rockets have a ton of guards and young guards. I kind of like him about Walker Kessler here. Um, going for the upside is like for a good shot blocker. Not going to give you much on offense, but can space the floor with the three ball. Um, had a pretty solid season last year at Auburn after like a pretty uninspiring season his first year at UNC. Former five-star prospect, seven-foot, huge player. I see his comp as like a Rudy Gobert light, and I kind of like that to fit this team. Uh, and again, he's more of like a project player, which I think is what Houston's going to try to do. Okay, I like that pick. Okay, 27th pick, the Miami Heat. Yeah, I mean, Miami's in a very interesting spot because it seems like they can maybe compete for a championship, but we're not sure if they, the roster maybe. can hold up. Oh, no, no, I heard they might trade for Kyrie, though. Wait, what? Yeah, I heard, <laughs> listen, I was, I was scouring Twitter today before this pod, and I, I was looking at I was the Kyrie rumors, and I saw Lakers, I saw Heat, and those two I saw the most, but I don't know if that's just Twitter going crazy, but... Okay, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the, the Heat really need. They might need, like, another point guard. I think they might go guard here. You think they're going to go guard? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like... I like Kennedy Chandler at that at the position. I think... I don't know. I, uh, it's a little bit risky, but I think... I, there's a guy on the board I like a little bit better. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I just like Kennedy Chandler's... Uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's, like, young. He has a lot of, like, playmaking skills that the Heat, I think, desperately needed, other than... You know, in the playoff series in the Celtics, we saw Jimmy Butler making, like, every decision. They didn't have a true facilitator. Kyle Lowry yeah. was sort of that, but he's also getting old and kind of is not great. So, like, we see them, like, maybe need to get another point guard to, like, solidify yeah. that rotation. I, I like Kennedy Kellen at the position. I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to talk about this guy because I don't think he's going to be drafted with, like, the next, uh, like, the last few teams in the first round. But Andrew Nemhard to me, I think he's, like, a better point guard. Interesting. Um, is, like, a taller at 6'4 compared to, like, Six foot, which I think is still generous for Kennedy Chandler, and I think Andrew Nembhard like really fits the the Heat culture that they like to talk about. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but anyways, like I'm fine with either of those guys. I just think Nembhard's the better option. Golden State Warriors, NBA champions, with the 28th pick, they're gonna want a win now wing, and I'm between two guys, Jake uh, Larabia and Christian Braun. Larabia is out of Wake Forest. Just like a, a really we- like another weird prospect. He's six eight, but I think he played like the four or the five in college. Really good shooter though. Christian Braun, of course, was on the uh, NCAA championship winning Kansas. Like great score, can defend, good frame. I think I like Christian Braun at this spot. And it's a good pick. again, the the Warriors continue hopefully with the trend of drafting um, late guards who end up breaking out. So yeah, that's yeah, I like that pick. 29th, we got the Memphis Grizzlies again. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Memphis taking uh, LaRavia, I think. Yep. Um, I like him. He's, he's like a like do-it-all type player. He can do a lot of things extremely well, and I think that he has the ability to fit into this team and like help them contend right away, which is always what Memphis is trying to do. You see they... Have drafted a lot of like older players out of the draft, like or players that have been overlooked generally. So like Brandon Clark, for example, and they've developed them into like a nice young core. And so I think that like 
It's a good yeah. pick for the Grizzlies. I think he takes over that, that Kyle Anderson spot if Kyle Anderson's like oh, for sure, yeah. leaving. So I do like the pick a lot. With the 30th pick, the Denver Nuggets are going to get, again, like they can go a couple different directions here. I'm not sure. Mm, like who's that last guy in this round? I'm going to keep scrolling because I think this one's going to be a uh, – Baldwin. I, honestly, <laughs> I was going to say Patrick Baldwin, yeah, yeah. but I, I think this is. No, nah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say Caleb Houston. Yeah. Uh, I well, no, 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 not because I think he should go here, or I think he's going to go here. I've heard a lot of rumors that say that he has a draft promise from a team somewhere that drafted between 25 and 35, mm-hmm. and so I'm just gonna bite the bullet and take the median of that, okay? <laughs> and I'm gonna draft Caleb Houston. He fits what they want to do as like a pure score. Um, he was like a, a former five-star top ten recruit. Didn't do as well at Michigan, but showed a lot of signs of of like a guy who can impact winning. Not a good defender. Um, can't handle the ball very well, but is also six eight. So take that as you will. He's going to be drafted as just a shooter, and I think like with like an NBA team working on that, I think that could be like a solid role for him. Definitely. So I think the. I think the Nuggets will be happy if they if they can get him. So that's it. That is our first round mock draft. I want to take a picture of this honestly to see how correct we are in draft night. We're probably gonna get like what? I mean, we didn't forty five percent. Yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that, that we did this again. To recap the top three, we have Jabari Smith going to the Magic at one, Chet Holmgren going two, and Paolo Bunker going three. That's been the general consensus, but I would not be surprised to see Paolo going one or. Jabari going three or whatever happens. Jay Ivey going three. I don't know. Something crazy. But thanks for listening. I hope everyone enjoys the draft night. It should be a lot of fun. Hopefully we see some trades, some crazy picks, and hopefully the Kings don't draft another bum. So Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thanks for listening again, and see you all later.